Boom, and welcome back to this, another episode of the Happy No Fear podcast. I'm your host, Chase, and we are back with another episode. Uh, this week's guest uh, was born in uh, England and has traveled all over and painted uh, in a lot of places. It's, he has a very cool style and a cool background. So without further ado, I give to you Pref, Pref ID. Well, you, you've got kombucha in here. No, 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 that's good. Yeah? I'll just, you know, kombucha's weirds me out a bit too much. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Hard kombucha? Yeah. You, you can you can stiff it up, you know, if you want. What's in it, though? Just uh, like rubbing alcohol. A, yeah. <laughs> I looked into that when I first started drinking them, but then I kind of forgot. It's a natural alcohol process that results from the distillation of what? It gives you amnesia, so you can't remember. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> After, you know, 200 of them, that, that's it for you. <laughs> that is it for you. Yeah, weird. But uh, good to meet you, man. Yeah, Trip good to meet ID. you. Yo. In the business. Yeah. Sick, man. Been following your stuff for, for a while. I mean, I feel like for many years now. Hmm. And uh, now you're in L.A. with Adele. Yeah. Who's your lady? Can we make that? We can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Adele pretty, Renault. It's, everyone. It's pretty, pretty common knowledge, I think. Now. Right. It's cool, man. And we're always traveling together too. So. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the dream situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because uh, if you're both, you both get you get the process, you get the work, mm. you get what you know, the late night stuff, the early morning stuff, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like dating yourself, or at least aspects thereof, you know what I mean? It makes it a lot easier. You don't yeah. have to com explain shit. Yeah, it does. In many ways. It's uh, just understanding what it's about. Right. Because our work is so different that we're not really, we don't really step on each other's toes in right. terms of work-wise. And we, we don't, work doesn't become one kind of thing. We're like a duo, for right. example. So. We still have very separate work lives in, in inverted right. commas because we're kind of doing different things a little bit. But right. it just means that, you know, I understand what she's doing and she understands what I'm doing. Right. And, and also we we sometimes end up on the same job together. That's nice. Which is great. Or we're, the same yeah. festival or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So traveling like that <clears throat> makes it really good. And um, yeah, we've brought our dog here from Belgium. So no now shit. it's the three of us. That's crazy. What kind of a dog is it? He's like a little mix, like a terrier mix. Like his mum was a small chihuahua and his dad was a big Tibetan terrier. Okay. So he's like a medium-sized dog, like right. shaggy white dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, a shedder or a... No. No, not no, a because the, no, because the Tibetan terriers are hypoallergenic. Okay. So that's like the you know people breed the labradoodles with everything, right? Because they don't shed. So for having white long fur, it's really good. That's I nice. mean, you'll get a bit depending on the weather. For example, when it gets warm, right? Yeah. That that that's a good thing. Yeah, the yeah, not shedding is fantastic. If you like to wear like darker clothing items and stuff, or like anything, it could have been a nightmare. Yeah, you know, could have been. <laughs> you know, he he kind of just came into our lives, and we, yeah, here he is. I don't know. Yeah. Just, Was it a rescue from Belgium? He, he actually belonged to our next door neighbor. Okay. When we moved there, uh, the, the lady who lives in the house next door, she was kind of living in a guest house in the backyard and um, the dog would come to our house every day because actually where we lived was the house she built many years yeah. ago. Oh. So, so this dog kind of saw that house being built and lived in that. So we, was, we moved into the dog's house. Is right. What happened. You guys were in the dog house. So he would still come every day. And yeah. She would let him out in the morning to pee or whatever. And he would just come straight to the back no door and shit. bark to come in. Wow. So we'd like open the door and we yeah. were like so happy to have yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cute white dog. We were like, oh, this is so cute. And he'd come in and... And, really, you know. and then the lady that owned the dog, because yeah. obviously it's not a puppy, so no, then the she was like, just take the dog, old. I'm over it? Or what? Well, it wasn't really like that. It was more that um, the dog spent more and more time with us, and eventually it was like, hey, I'm going away this weekend, maybe right. you could look after him for a weekend, that right. became a week, and then he was just with us all the time. Amazing. And then, to the point where people just thought it was our dog would go somewhere yeah. without him yeah, yeah, once, yeah. and people would be like, where's, the, yeah. where's the white dog? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was like, no, it's not really ours. So then... Just over time, and then I think the previous owner just became very, um, 
you know, having a dog is a big responsibility. Right. And it, it's a big commitment. You have to sacrifice, really, because yeah. it's, you know, you have to think about this thing. Yeah. And um, it's nice to have the taste of freedom. And I think maybe she thought the dog was having a, you know, a good time. The dog had sort of yeah. chosen to be with us. Interesting. It's so like putting a, a child up for adoption, you know, after... <laughs> After twelve or something, you know, because you know I've I've had dogs in my life, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I I could never like part with the dog. Yeah, you know, just like that, just because I want to taste the freedom. I could not either. Yeah, and that's why it took quite a long time to actually accept this dog into sure, our yeah. life. And I think the reality is, she was a cat person. Ah, she never. <laughs> yeah. She she said to me, she never really wanted a dog. Right. This dog just kind of happened. I see. I see. And she treated the dog like the cat. The dog grew up with a cat. So when he first came around, he just acted like a cat. He just like sits and sleeps all day. Uh, and, and she did a fantastic job with him because he's yeah. like a little Buddha. Yeah. Like whatever she did, it was incredible because right. he is like the best dog ever. Amazing. But she was. She. I guess she lives more in the moment and just enjoyed the freedom more and was like if the dog is happy i'm happy yeah. and actually i'm enjoying being able to travel and yeah. do what i want see that changes everything yeah. she goes she on never... tour with like a, she's a music tour manager so she's right. away a lot and she's yeah. here and there and between it houses and it's like right the dog yeah, yeah. is better with so she kind of like uh, she was a foster parent to the dog for a minute more kind of a cat of. person and like yeah. when the dog found its way to you guys you guys were like bonding with it that's it and she saw this is authentic so if and you she want, she was happy. She yeah. was like, "This that is makes great. Sense. That makes this sense. Is great." So she's not a bad person at all. But we gave it. You know, we did live next door together uh, for a long time with the sort of more permanent situation. So mm -hmm. like, we gave her. Uh, right. It was enough opportunity. You know, we we definitely spoke with her. It wasn't like we just disappeared right. with the dog. You know. How do you like Belgium, man? Because you know, Belgium. that's where I'm from. Yeah. I, probably Adele told you, but I uh, I was uh, I, I spent like I lived here from nine to eleven. Okay. Went to elementary here, and then I came back at 17. But all those other years, that was Antwerp. That was Belgium. Wow. Yeah. So you were here from 9 to 11, but you were in Belgium before that? Before that, and then after that from 11 uh, to 17. Yeah. And yeah, I, came it's, I, I love Belgium. And to be honest, it's one of the main reasons why I thought it would be fun to come on here. Because actually, I did listen to the CNN Claw. Oh, yeah. And they both speak about Belgium. Right, yeah. They just came on before you, both of them separately. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Uh, they obviously lived, say, explain how they lived near yeah. the border and Belgium was a part of their lives. But, you know, for me, it was never really on my, it wasn't really on my radar that much. Because right. you grew up in uh, London, right? Yeah, yeah, grew up in London till really till 2020. Right. I, well, 2000, end of 2019, well, yeah, 2020, I lived there. So. Right. That was home base. It was home base. Yeah. I didn't have any desire to live in another country or I'd never had a list of places to go or visit or anything. Obviously, COVID happened right. and we were sort of in London, very expensive. We actually were living here for a bit in the very beginning, renting a place and had to leave, couldn't come back, blah, blah, blah. And we were just like, let's be somewhere cheap. Right. So a lot of people did that, and we right. moved to the countryside in Belgium because right. her family were there, and we'd been going right. backwards and forwards. Because Adele is from the south, I think, the south of Belgium, the French-speaking part, right? Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is, what? Uh, you, what's the city name? Um, well, it's in the Ardennes, so oh, it's okay, like down yeah. there in the right, countryside. Right. That's, like, for people using that, it's really, it's countryside. Yeah. It's also beautiful, and beautiful. rolling hills, and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of... Battles were fought there during the Second yeah. World War, so there's bunkers and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah it's really for Belgium, which is very flat right. um, and quite small. It's right. a beautiful part of it. And yeah, we were just like, yeah, it would be great because it was so cheap. And I, you know, I've been paying rent there it's less than I've ever paid my whole life, even when I graduated university. Yeah. You know, and we have a great house with a backyard and stuff. So right. it was really fun for a couple of years, right. just while the, we didn't know what the hell was going on everywhere right. else. But now the world's going back a bit to the kind of... The like, new normal is a yeah, yeah, thinking that's great, maybe for the future. And, you know, right. we've got... It's been great to spend a couple of years there. But more to the point, going back to your question, it's like I didn't have any expectations from Belgium. You know, right. it's slightly overlooked, really, in terms of European countries. I, I would say you so. Know, yeah. Everybody yeah. knows about France or Spain or right. 
are the obvious ones. Yeah. But Belgium, it kind of sits there in the middle of everything. I love how it's centrally located. You know, we'll drive to Paris for an opening or to Cologne or Amsterdam or any. You know, it's all within a three-hour driving all radius. All within a three. Not not a big stretch to go to Amsterdam, Paris, Cologne. No, really even not. even to uh, to London is not that long. Yeah, with the, the tunnel. Train. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy. So I, we've just been really enjoying, for me, being a Brit, being on the mainland has been great because right. everyone there is pretty, pretty stuck over right. COVID. So being able to move around and it's been so nice. You know, the there's loads of great stuff about yeah. Belgium. You the know? food is pretty good. huh? Like you can go to a gas station or any supermarket and eat quite nice. Yeah. Like you can get anything and it's like this tastes a little bit too good for the setting in which I'm buying this item at. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a, a gas station has like the best croissants you've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, fuck cool. Paris, all due respect to the Parisian uh, uh, friends and homies. Mm. But like, yeah, you got a good, yeah, it's good. But like, there's something about the Belgian way, it's kind of like the Japanese mm. with when they're into like... Uh, anything they'll perfect it yeah. denim all this sort of stuff yeah. they'll just get obsessed and the Belgians have that too especially when it comes to uh, to, to baked goods and like uh, food items and drink and stuff like that yeah we had like hardly anything in the area because we when we moved there we didn't move to where she, to the Ardennes where she's from oh no 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 we moved to you know near Brussels between Brussels and Liège Okay. Like in the like the Midwest of yeah, Belgium. The, yeah, the Midwest. Literally yeah. like Iowa. Yeah, just amazing. farmland, white beetroots, yeah, yeah, potatoes. Except you're a half hour away from civilization. Yeah. Right. In both directions. But um, yeah, it's a... Uh, I lost the... What were you saying? Oh, uh, I was talking about the cuisine and like... Oh, yeah. Know, well, yeah. the fries, obviously. Yeah, those are... You know, there isn't there isn't much there isn't much. Oh yeah, but down the road, that's what I was going to say. There's a there was a bakery and it was an old flour mill, and they make their own flour and they've been doing it there oh, for yeah. hundreds of years. They've yeah. got like the big water powered <laughs> wheel, you know, with the thing. So we get bread and oh, waffles every morning, four a.m. The scent the scent is in the air. If you're up earlier or up late, oh, go to the go to the bakery at go five a.m. and it's like it's something else. They've got uh, so they've got bees. They make honey and they yeah. do their own waffles honey waffles uh, with the honey and oof. it's like you get them and they're warm and God. it's like so there's stuff like killing that. me right now man. Uh, and when also I, you know the beers I, I didn't like generally I don't drink that much I don't really like beer but since I moved to Belgium yeah I really like the beers what, what, what was your favorite well the the Saison du Pont really oh I haven't had it no no I would, I'm big on La Chouffe right now when I go there uh, La Chouffe yeah La Chouffe, it La good. didn't do it for me too much no you you'd like a heartier Orval, uh, flavor palette? Like. Orval is good, yeah. I know Orval. That's yeah. a classic. That's yeah. a very strong yeah. flavor. That's very yeah. unusual. But yeah. that's the kind of thing I'm talking about because right. then it becomes another drink entirely. Right. It's not really right. like beer. Yeah, it's not beer. You just, you know, th throw down the hatch. No. You know? It's, 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 a, it's a flavorful, like, experience. Like, it there's is. notes, like wine and stuff. I mean, the first time somebody... So, in Liège, you, you can only buy three or five per person because they're... Otherwise, they, they run out. But like, there's right. a pretty cheap supermarket out in where we live, out in the sticks next to us, and I can buy a crate sometimes, you know. So when we first moved there, I was like, oh, this is the beer everyone likes. You know, I just bought a whole crate and the plastic crate and everything. Yeah. People were like, where the hell did you get that? Yeah. Hell? You can slang them so on the like, side. Yeah, try to drink it, you know, just open the bottle. And they're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. you got to put it in a glass. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You can't just like... That's a big thing that the rest of the world doesn't really get. Like in, I, 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 don't, I don't know if this is actually true, but if you pour uh, a beer in, 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 a, in a not corresponding glass, because every beer has its own glass design shape with yeah. the logo on it, yeah. like fine printed gold yeah. flake, all oh, that yeah. stuff, even at a simple pub, it's sort of like, it's, it kind of doesn't happen. And I think up until recently, the proprietor could, could, uh, could get fined. Like a Duvel, in, you know, you know Duvel? Yes. Right, in that Baroque, you know, yeah. shapely glass. No. You can't find a Duvel being poured in, in let's say, a, another kind of glass. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It, you know, that thing is, the respect goes so deep. It really does. Funny enough, I paid $15 the other night for a, Cez a bottle of Saison, which is from Belgium, but here, right. obviously. Yeah, here. A really nice restaurant. Right. And, um... 
the guy was telling me that they they were catering for the Belgian embassy like the other week. I go there all the time. Oh yeah. I should invite you guys next time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this place they, they they do the food and he was saying they bring this beer and it's everyone's favorite beer, but they were very worried because they didn't have the right glasses. Ah, oh, of course. And they would have potentially put them in the wrong glass, Oof. which would have been like he was explaining oh, no. to him was like interesting to yeah. him. Yeah. It's sacrilege. So just it's had plain blasphemy. glasses yeah. which was Okay, like you want to have right. like the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. size on glass. Yeah, but. it's so together. It's like uh, Bobby and Whitney, yeah. you know, or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, Tina yeah, Turner yeah. and Ike. Like it, that's one thing. Yeah, you see one, you see the other. You can't, you know, it. It has to. It's it's yeah. it's part of the experience. Yeah, and I, I also have to mention if we're talking about Belgium, the uh, Bacants, which happen in the summer. You know, the flea markets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all the antiques all the there. antiques Oof. well it's just like what people sell from you know right. every village has one in the summer right. you know you can do one every weekend when, right. when the season starts in April or whatever. yeah great find so great but you all like the, like probably like 60% of what you see is different beer glasses yeah yeah, yeah 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 from all the times boxes and boxes of like right. just yeah. like new ones like yeah, yeah. old ones great just pop like, culture but England has that too but yeah. like I haven't been I've, I've been to England maybe five, six times, mm. London a handful of times. Yeah. Not that much pub experience uh, I've, I've had there. So it, it's really different there. It's it really different. This? I mean, you're speaking to like a really bad Brit in terms of that because I really have spent most of my adult life avoiding pubs. Mm -hmm. Most of my young teenage life trying to get into pubs right. and then my adult life trying to avoid them. Right. You know, I hate football as well. But yeah. It's a it's a different thing, and what I've discovered is that well, it's probably more and more so now with like the 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 growth of like popularity of nice you know beers you know the small brew beers or whatever. Right. But generally, the culture there is more about the culture of the you know the, the socializing at the pub rather right. than what it is you're drinking. You right. Know, essentially, you're drinking twelve pints yeah. of like whatever whatever's on tap. Horrible flat. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Like the worst Stella that's probably not even made in Belgium. I don't know yeah. what, where it's made. Like I've it's noticed so that gross. here too. Like you can, I mean, Stella's like a basic, basic beer, you know. Yeah. But at least back home, there's a crown of foam. Yeah. You know, and I'm still getting used to, especially over here. There's a beer as soon as it's served. Yeah. There's like a millimeter of foam on it. I'm like, this is not even a fucking beer. No. Beer has foam. It has a crown of foam. Yeah. How come no, 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 no crown of foam? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, ingredients. The it's different gross. hops. Or like, in, in obviously in, in England they, they do a lot of plastic glasses because people want to drink outside when the weather's right. nice or whatever, and people just never went back to glass. So you're having a big. Way too much beer yeah. for a start, in my opinion. Like and a high plastic top, yeah. glass, and yeah. you paid yeah. ten bucks for it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? Because the scallywags use glasses as weapons. Well, that's, that's it. I know. I know. There's Oi, all of scally. That. I know. I know. And they just break and all of that. But, right. But you know, if you go to Holland, you can get the what's the small one? It's like a miniature pint glass. I can never remember the name. It's oh, like the tall shot glass, almost. Fracture. Flautje. Yeah, Flautje. Yeah. yeah. It translates as a whistle, but it's not a whistle. It's a flute. Yeah, exactly. A little flute, but not in the way... That, to me, right. is like the perfect yeah. beer drinking experience. Right. Probably yeah. going to sound crazy to somebody who likes yeah. beer, but, but it's the perfect amount because it doesn't go flat or cold. Right. You know, yeah. and you can yeah. just... Like they do, they have those kind of glasses here when you uh, go wine tasting or something and there's like a, a flight of different wines or tequila or something. It's like, it's it's bigger than a shot, but yeah. it's not a regular glass, yeah. w glass worth. And it's, it, it you know, it's just the presentation of Perfect. it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. I like that, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm glad you experienced Belgium. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. It's been great. And it's been great for painting as well. That right. was the other great thing. Yeah. Because there's so much abandoned stuff mm. when I moved there it was like kid in a candy shop yeah, 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 because yeah. I just didn't know anything about the culture there either so right. I'm, I don't know the you can drop me anywhere in England and I can right. tell you roughly where we are from looking at somebody right. I can tell you what that kind of person is and right, right, right. what their background is and yeah. if you want to avoid them or not you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. subtle stuff but right. like when you're from that place you can tell when you're in a place you don't know those things right exactly yeah. I could be looking at a gang of kids who are like you know 
the kids you're supposed to be scared of kind of thing. But to me, they just look like... You look, you look goofy, friend. Yeah, yeah. or like, yeah. you know, like, just is this person, you know, going to call the police? or is it, You just don't yeah. know anything. So right. it was so much fun just to be, like, in the midst of, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of old factories there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, loads yeah. of stuff. Loads of stuff. Like, yeah, 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 it's really fun. Good. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, our friend uh, Roa, you probably know him too. Like, yeah. he... He really got started in those factories mm. and then uh, like you know there was one trip I think it was like 2008 or something I was back home again for a couple of months and I would always load up the car the boot with spray paint and uh, it was usually Bue Bue the warrior I'm like <laughs> come on man let's go let's paint let's get out of here you know yeah. let's leave the country so we'd go everywhere and on one of these trips when Roa was still in the factories and stuff I'm like, come on, Peter, let's go. Again, let's get go. the fuck out of here, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was that was very. And after that, like, boom, airborne. Very happy to see that. Yeah, yeah. Because you can stay in the factories, but mm. my argument was always like, this is that's good, that's mm. fun, but like, we should be able. This should be main street. We we should be able to get this out anywhere. It's it's mm. times have changed now. You know. He does still do bits and pieces. I think. Yeah. Still like on his radar. Right? Yeah. Didn't he do something for his birthday recently? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen him in a minute. Uh, last time I saw him, uh, it was at a gallery in Antwerp. He had a solo and like champagne everywhere, smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes. Like, 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 you know, like a well-to-do, uh, beautiful peasant that, yeah. you know, when, when, when he does something, it's magic, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. So we drank a couple of bottles and we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like he's cooled down off the, the the public work a little bit somehow. Well, it's so hard to tell because he's not on social media. Right. But, you know, I know that because I worked with a photographer last year that was doing a project with him that is insane, like yeah, incredible, yeah. that's sort of like some secret project or whatever. But right. he saw a few, like, phone snaps or whatever, and it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. So... And also from Anne, you know, right. Anne more than Pisa. Really, right. Yeah, she's. I think she runs his uh, social media. I think the Roa thing, archives or something, I think that's Anne doing it. Is it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think they do any of that. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. But at the same time, like, yeah, you kind of want to, like, keep your foot in the water, you know. You like, think, you yeah. Can't, you can't just disappear altogether. Like, Blue, what happened to Blue, man? Blue from Italy. Yeah, I was thinking that. The other champion day. of all champions, yeah. Muto. That 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 time lapse. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this, Epic. Google or YouTube Muto by Blue from Italy. Blue without an E. Forget about it. Like, just. Yeah, it was very of a moment. I mean, probably, I would say close to a thousand paintings, in public, stop motion and message you know like all that stuff is in there like yeah and then blue is gone all of a sudden mm. for 10 years like what happened i don't know do we know i don't know and by we i mean the medical community <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he was there at the very beginning though i think that he was even a part of that exhibition that happened in london at the tate with uh he was Nunca, yeah jr that's right other yeah, and they did the pillars outside of the Tate or something. They it painted on like, the museum. Yeah, the, yeah, it was like on the no, museum. That was like 2000 and probably six, I think. Or uh, I think it was like 2011. No, no, no. Was it later? 2000. Yeah, it was actually. Right yeah. Then. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Actually, and I was like, wow, big up. Like, it's pre the Banksy madness, I think. Yeah. Just the beginning. Yeah, right. just right there. So, yeah. No, but I think it's helpful, the social media stuff. Yeah. You know, it well, it has it become help. great. I mean, it's taken over, really, and especially for, the, for people like us, just being able to, a visual, the visual side of it. I think it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to your work. Oh, okay. Oh, no tape, huh? No tape. No, no. tape. No. I don't think anyone knows. I know. But yeah. there's no tape. No tape on the walls. I did some, I did some canvas work with tape. Yeah. The body of work with the tape. But I didn't like it. Yeah. Because you yeah. come from uh, the graffiti side yeah. of things. And right. so th 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 I think we're roughly about from the same era. So it's like, yeah, stencils, uh uh, tape for sure not. You know, projection, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Right? 
so because it, it's I, I, it's a choice because obviously that those parallel lines very annoying it's a lot of kind of sculpting the line mm. in, in all the parallels but at the mm. same time it's like yeah I can do that and there's a there's a human hand feeling which you probably like yeah there definitely is I mean if you see the stuff up close it's not straight or right. neat but it's, that's part of what it's about right I think that you know that an aspects of when we got into graffiti or when I got into graffiti a, a large part of the kind of allure was this like you know defying the medium thing right you know, because you're using something like car paint which back in the day if you picked, if you picked up a can of car plan which was like the spray paint you got in the auto shops right. back in London it would what was it called in London? Car plan car plan we didn't one have one of the main in the mainland we had Motip yeah Motip but we, we didn't get that till way after right. the car plan it was female caps and it was Oof. really wide you know and you'd spray and be like how the hell do they yeah. do anything with this so a lot of the skill and what the, a lot of the flex I guess was being able to do stuff where people would be like how do you do that with a spray can right and it becomes a very big driving part of like the flex, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And like, and then you know the caps happen and things become easier to control, and that flex becomes less sort of less impressive. Less impressive right. because the more you do it, it you know. But uh, it still is a you know a lot of that. You know, my artwork has been this sort of pursuit for perfection. You know, the paper cut stuff I was doing. You know, the very hard edge, clean graphic line stuff. Get trying to use paint and materials that don't want to do what I'm trying to make them to do, and it's right. like this carry on from this trying to master spray paint, which right. doesn't want to do what you want it to do. Right. It wants to do the opposite, and you yeah. have to kind of tame it. Yeah, so that's that a beautiful kind of, way of putting it. You got to yeah. tame the, the the spray paint, tame the medium, because it wasn't intended for any. It doesn't of want to do it. Right. It wants to drip, build up. You've got to be quick. You can't spray too much in one area. You right. know, you've got to shake it to stop the colors from, you know, going funny. And yeah. It's, you're constantly managing it. And, you know, the, the sense of accomplishment or the, you know, the part of the kick from doing a great piece or being satisfied with your graffiti work, in inverted commas, is that feeling like you've just sort of overcome the spray paint and you've right. managed to... So when it comes to the question of do I use tape for the lines, I don't. That is part of the fun for me right. is being able to do it without. Right. It's part of the enjoyment and part of the yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I, I had you know the idea of using tape. It's kind of like take some of the fun away, but also it's a lot becomes a lot slower in the yeah. end. You know, it, it's a lot you of can tape. Just blast it out, and you're it's not worried a, if it's too straight, right, straight yeah, as you can for the yeah. photo on graffiti, which is yeah. the other point where social media plays a very yeah. important thing. Is that yeah. you don't ever see things big, so right. you know you're taking it. Well, when you when you would see stuff from a train or from the car right. or from whatever graffiti, yeah. it's like you, you're seeing it. And yeah, it's very forgiving once you get the photo. Very it's forgiving, like yeah. you know, like it, but I. I also examined uh, your stuff a little bit, and it's like yeah, you, you're a vector painter, actually. Yeah. You know, you're in that tradition of like uh, you, you do care about sharpness. Yeah. You know, like it's not like you're just fuzzing out, like you know, that it, you do care about. Yeah. You know. I don't care if the lighting's straight, but I really care if it's sharp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where the paper. If you see my paper cut stuff that I used to do, the lines wouldn't. I never used a ruler or anything. I would be wobbling everywhere. Right. But it's that definite like cut line there's no gray area whatsoever yeah. it's, it's decisive and then the next it's done and that's why i like i like that hard yeah. edge look but the i've spent you know because we've got a studio set up here and working right. on canvases and stuff and it's since actually a year this time last year we finished a art residency in santa fe new mexico where okay. I have some family actually no shit. going my whole life to visit there yeah. really it's like uncles or aunties my or dad and uh your dad's so, in santa fe new yeah, mexico dad, that's so random i have a brother and a sister who are sort of my age but younger no shit and a stepmother. that's incredible yeah, yeah so, so you visited and then you connected since with the i was scene. 11 yeah yeah nuts and then we wanted to spend a bit more time there and uh we connected with a a sort of it's like a hotel but they're, they're sort of more of a community thing they're right. setting up an art residency and we just decided to be the guinea pigs and be the first people to go I love it man but um, yeah during that thing I just wanted to make work that was 
nothing like I'd done before. Was try and use it to just not think about anything. And a lot of it was getting away from the hard edge stuff. Right. Back to your point. Because yeah. And this is what I've been doing now, which is why I talked about that, because it, it's like almost to show the hard edge, you have to show the other end of the spectrum as well. The sweet is never sweet without the sour. It's like the carrot on like dangling there, you know, which yeah. has been for the last few years. And during yeah. that residency in Santa Fe, I started using some wax uh, oil stick. I got a lot of oil stick here. I've been looking at it for a year. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, more textural stuff, yeah. hand-drawn yeah. stuff, stuff that's... Uh, and so then I was doing some things with real contrast using some taped, hard-edged yeah. vector-style letters with hand-done oil stick stuff. Right. It. So it is a lot about a pursuit for that hard-edged thing, but now I'm really trying to mix it with the complete opposite, almost to sh to emphasize the hard-edge. You know, you're talking to the right guy. Like... Yeah. like uh, like let's say that one right there. Yeah. Right. You right. see, it's all up top, and then the hard edge at the bottom. Yeah. Like, I'm st I'm still almost there to allow myself to find that. You know to you know to to allow myself to do that because yeah. I think when you come from the hard edge, like you know perfectionistic like it's a form of control right it's it's a flex like you said but to to, to stop uh, we got a dentist next door yeah, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> wrong tooth uh, but to you know because th there's something so not easy about it because you know to go a little bit more abstract and expressionistic you know it's that that's just my old perception on it so I'm, I'm sort of daring to also like go to the flip side of what i have been doing which is like super sharp super, super vector all this stuff mm -hmm. but i don't know if i accept it about myself yet you know yeah you know what i'm saying are, are you the same way um or are you I'm like starting to understand that i'm starting to really because like my my work has been has made a very big cultural shift in the last Really, I spent a year kind of rethinking what I was doing because my work was becoming very much about each individual piece being its own thing. You know, it was like a word joke. It was like a thing. The words fitted together in a certain way. It looked like what it was saying. And it was right. kind of like a designed thing. Yeah. That, that my, my aim was to make iconic imagery. Yeah that could be timeless, that could go on anything or be anything that were kind of original and unique way of putting words together. Yeah. And that's great when it works. But the problem is, it doesn't, there aren't a million different ways to do it. Because yeah. I felt like once I got to the point where I'd used, done every single three letter word combination, right. two, three, I've done all the small words, I've done right. all the medium words. Um, and how much can you do in a day? Yeah. Where and they were all amazing. quite, you know, uh, graphically perfect and smart and from the circular to the 3D to the drop, yeah. you know, to all that stuff. Yeah, it was very yeah. well thought out, but each yeah. one was like its own thing. And, and what, I've, what I've become to realize, and going back to the, you know, the oil stick and, you know, does it matter if it's, how do I, is it part of myself or do I see it as part of myself? It's like, what I've done and reimagining my work and, and sort of coming back to is that what's more important is the overarching theme of what I'm trying to achieve. Right. So like everything that I make is important for my canon of work, like my right. body of work. It's not about one piece and the way it works. Right. It's about the exploration of letters, the potential in letters to communicate beyond what they say and how they can exist outside of the science of typography right which i hate yeah I'm you not, hate typography i hate typography yeah meaning what, what do you mean by that typography in in general meaning or the I'm legibility not, of them or something no it means that i'm not interested in typography i see the science of the science right. of it I'm letters not, set all I, that stuff i don't follow typographers right. not interested in type posters yeah. or that's very surprising faces. to hear I hate it. Yeah. It's like it almost like gives like rubs me up the wrong way. Yeah. I, I want my work. I don't want. I want typographers to look at my work and go, "That's not like this." Right. Because that's not what you're actually doing, even I'm... though it appears 
well, that you like? Well, it's typography because it's lettering, but it's not typography because I'm not interested in it. It's not concerned with the science mm. of lettering. Right. Okay. It's like, I just, it's like typo typography is almost like uh, some kind of Nazi regime like, for <laughs> letters. Okay. Because they have been exploited. And if you think about how much pressure they are carrying to communicate uh, important messages, especially in times of like COVID and stuff. Right. You know, um, they just want a day off sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people use them, they style them up to make them look expensive to sell products for them. They make them look, print them onto brown paper and green to make them feel eco. You know? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, there's this like exploitation of their capabilities for right. financial or for corporate gain right so that's so, what typography so is it's the branding aspect of, of, of developing a it's, cool font or type yeah. yeah but it's almost yeah. like like think about some of the very first typefaces we have with serif fonts yes right? that to me is a deviation from a true letter form because they have the serifs so that you can read easier from left to right, right. It carries your eye you know they're right. thicker on the up bits and thinner right. on the yeah. To, to draw your eye across. That's a deviation from right. the... For me, there's only one typeface, and that's Helvetica. And Helvetica, yeah. That still has a slight thinness in the middle for readability, right. but any other modern typeface is just basically a, a copy of Helvetica or a version yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can use Helvetica for everything. And, and, and there are many designers yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, that say, I only use Helvetica, yeah, and you would yeah. never even know looking at their work. Right, exactly, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is the, you know, the yeah. font of all fonts. Yeah. yeah, so my work is concerned with letters in, in a very crude, basic form of a letter. Right. Um, and how they can communicate and create emotion and, and compositions and colorways beyond uh, their usual means because they, right. they, you know, we're used to telling them to line up and be this size and this shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're stretching them out. There is a little bit of an impact font feeling. It's got, uh, well... An impact is also not a bad font. Uh, it's not a Helvetica by no stretch. Yeah, it's got an impact feel, some of them. But the point is... They're becoming shapes, right? And I want them to have. I want each. Le that's why I've been doing a lot of letters in different colors because I want them to be, my pieces to be a collection of letters rather than a couple of words, right? So I'm blown the word thing apart, right? Uh, I'm focusing more on what they say because they're way longer. The things right. that the things are saying nowadays, like, right. you know, the last thing I cooked wasn't that great and you know things like that so it's way beyond just you me like this that right, 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 right. so in a way I'm focusing more on what that what it right. says but way less on what it yeah, says because yeah, yeah. it's you look at them and you can't read it I mean it's like yeah. a soup that's what I was uh, that's like alphabet soup yeah. yeah great skateboard video vision skateboards 1988 yeah I think probably a little later <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but but you, you couldn't do that composition yeah. if you were sticking to like readable words and all of this yeah. stuff. So you're not as concerned as you once were about can someone make it out if they kind of spend some time here? Mm, like the, it's no. less about the message, more about the feeling. More about the feeling now. Right. But then when you find out what it says, then there's a whole new layer to it. Is it you unlock you unlock a, a level. A yeah. level. And that's why I've been focusing way more on kind of the studio stuff and the canvas stuff right. because you have that opportunity. And yeah. the wall stuff, it's like... If I have an idea to go and paint a piece on the weekend of a thing, then great. But going and just, it would take too long, you know. It's right. like suddenly I'm, it's like moved to a bit of a different realm. And right. that's why I go back to saying it's important the whole, all the body of work that I'm doing. Because I've been doing a lot of looser stuff with the oil sticks. But it's still about like freeing letters from this sort of typographic hell. Right. And just being more expressive. And some really loose studies of just single letters, like really badly, quickly drawn with the right. worst paintbrush on the worst paper, yeah, 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 and they yeah. become quite nice in their own yeah. way, just kind of thing. For for uh, for their texture or their placement or their yeah, because yeah. They, I haven't. And usually, I'm spending ages about every line and every corner. Yeah, I've I can drawn imagine, it in yeah. two seconds with a really watery, watered down black paint on like yeah. a fluorescent yellow paper. Yeah really watery so it's buckling and dripping and going everywhere and I do as fast as I can uh -uh. and it's a twisted letter A and it, you know it's like the polar opposite from the painting that I've just spent two weeks doing right 
that is so like crisp and with a you know just with a brush no tape yeah. just layers and layers and layers yeah, of yeah. acrylic and it's like here are the two like yeah, yeah, yeah. polar opposites but it's all about the same overarching thing which right. is about this sort of yeah love for letters and this sort of feeling that I've always had that there's potential in them beyond mm. this kind of typeface thing right I mean I really want to make these stickers that say fuck typography because yeah. it's like people don't get it Somebody, yeah, you feel strongly about it I can yeah see I do it. feel yeah. quite strongly about yeah. it yeah just because I, I really am you know enjoying the, the sort of work that I make has, has always been about this really and it's not actually that strange because really that's what graffiti had done right and that's what graffiti was about was about the potential and lettering beyond you know their their need to communicate clearly because most right. people can't read graffiti yeah and that that's why it stayed kind of where it always was yes because people get frustrated yeah. and they don't see the break dancers in the connections and, and, the, and the attitude with the arrows you know they no, don't see they, that they don't see that but you know this is what sort of kind of not upset me but like what I you know because there was there's, a, there's been a big trend to go back to making your graffiti look like early New York stuff right. and it, it's been around for a long time now it's become its own thing yeah. and it's actually a lot of the work I love it but right. when it first started to come out and it was really like this retro thing where people were using stock caps and trying to make right. it look just like basically just copying early 70s right. early 80s New York stuff and to me uh, it's like it always felt like that had missed the point completely because the people who were painting early graffiti you know you think about the phase twos and the, you know the people who really were inventing those things they had never seen anything can you imagine that i can't how yeah, can I? I look at those pieces on the early train the connections yeah. oh. and the, the the attitude yeah. and the funk Oof. in those letters and you're just like, it's how? it's it's insane so to me they were real pioneers yeah. And they were really doing something that you'd never seen before. Right. So, like, I, graffiti to me was always, I was always more interested in the aesthetic. You know, right. I was a graffiti artist more than a graffiti writer, for right. example. I did bits and bobs, but I was always more into painting on the weekend and really going in on this idea of what graffiti was as an aesthetic because right. I thought, you know, you guys are paying homage to the 70s New right. York guys, but you're kind of got message wrong a bit because for me I always just thought if you really want to you know pay homage to what those guys were about then you should be trying to then you got to crack your own code try and do something completely yeah. like yeah. like you know I don't know whatever so that's always what I've been trying to do right. new yeah. that, that's my a little bit the, the abstract expressionist stuff like all that stuff and there's like so many kids right now that paint exactly like Basquiat and yeah. it's a big trend as we know mm -hmm. and some are in the code you know you, you know you're really rapping like cool g rap man you know as as kind of like an analogy but the thing is is that you're so far from it because he cracked that code mm. a long time ago right so that's to your point like the idea is to crack codes to uncover to go deeper to find some nook behind the cranny and mm. there's something there that just wasn't noticed before in yeah. combination with something else and boom there it is mm. but just replica stuff is not very well it's a, even it, though it can look very good it's not aesthetically it's just it's just not sustainable anyway. mm. you know for the person doing it you know it's it they may somebody may look at something and take that as a starting point for what yeah. they're doing it's very rare that you can make a whole career out of that, even though, as I say it, I'm thinking of a few people that have done exactly that. But yeah. it's hard to take it any further because you, right. you haven't gone to that point through yeah. a natural sort of journey of work, right. which you can always see. You didn't result there. You kind of started jumped there. there. Right. Exactly. And then quite often what you see is people jumping to somewhere else. Yeah. It's not like a fluid exploration of right. like this language they're creating. The problem, though, is... Um, and I'm happy to talk about this. The problem is, is that people that buy art, they absolutely don't give a fuck, or at least yeah. they don't care anymore. Well, it's is my feeling. Yeah. They're just like, I just that looks good. I like that. Yeah. I like the energy of this. I don't care who did it. I don't care about the trajectory and process. That looks good. Mm. That's a hallway piece. You know, boom. Let's get the big one, and we'll get the smaller one for the bathroom. You know, you know. What yeah, I mean? but, but that part. But they're very different types of art buying aren't there you know i mean there's always that kind of buying yeah. where people will just 
walk into it or see it at a fair or walk into a thing and just be like, I love it, I'll buy it. And you're like, yeah. how did they wear what? The That's true. I was but, at a house not that long ago, the most expensive house in the Pacific Palisades. Yeah. I mean, amazing party, all that stuff. And uh, I knew the girl the, the, or the fiance or something of the owner. And um, I'm there and all, big to do. They had a bar in the living room with mm. bartenders, all this sort of stuff. Now I'm walking around, all of a sudden I see a tilt, okay. a big tilt, like f five, six feet by eight feet, just hanging there. And I'm new like, one or old one? A new one, new style, the great style. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this. So I messaged him, he's like, well, where is this? And I'm like, man, this is like a $30 million mansion on top of, in the, in the Pacific Palisades. And he's like, wow, it's so weird where things end up. And so I, I find the, the owner, I drag him to the painting, and I'm like, do you know who did this? He's like, absolutely not, but I, I really like it. And I'm like, man, this guy is a champion. You, but he knew nothing yeah. of Tilt, yeah. nothing about the history. He just liked the way it looked. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's more of the reality than... Uh, we may imagine sometimes. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously also a throwback from the graffiti thing where there's like a real pride in being original and having your own style. Um, but I do think that in general, the journey to authenticity and to doing something unique is still to oh, just yeah. go on a natural journey yeah, of exploration. Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. really mess with that as a sort of no of course not that's daniel day lewis come on let's not fuck around there's you a know, good there, way to do it and there's a, there a wrong will way always be people that just come along and make the work that you think is terrible and can't imagine how they're making a living right. you know they'll always be there right because there are all kinds of different buyers and people right. that lo are looking at work it's yeah. just that that's not the kind of work that interests me or hopefully not the kind of work that I'm making. I totally feel you not to yeah. make. But some people are not concerned with that. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And that is a lot of people that have either come into street art late right. or have come into... And I'm saying street art because it's such a number one culprit for sort of attracting people that don't really need to think about their practice or think about their work right. in any kind of depth. You know, yeah, yeah. Because so much of it can be very shallow. Yeah. It's like, oh, let me hurry up and try this thing, and like, yeah, you know, just, I'm, if I do it over and over, you know, yes, yeah. and any, any it, it fools of, a lot of people. Yeah, you so. know, like I know so many examples where I'm like, ooh, six years in, huh? Now you get the attitudes coming out now. Now, now you're the man, huh? How did you become the man? You know, like, yeah. and it's it's interesting to see that. Yeah, and then but then I also in the same breath think of friends that are champions. They're not really good at the social stuff. They're not really good at the self-promotional stuff. And they, they, they're sort of overlooked. Mm. You know, we all know people like this. Oh, yeah. Like the champs. Sort of people. And then you get a self-promoter guy that's like, yeah. or a chick, you know. And it's like, ah, the imbalance of that is so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we saw it a lot when computers came along. Right. Because there would be a whole... I don't know, how old are you? Is that uh, 45. 45, yeah. How old are you? 42. Yeah. But, you know, when computer-generated stuff came along, there was a whole wave of people that got left behind. Right. Either was stubborn about thinking oh, yeah. they weren't going to yeah. need ever need a computer and yeah. were just hand-drawing stuff yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the reality is they couldn't turn stuff around for the yeah. jobs anymore. Uh, people no, be like, there's oh, Illustrator, man. Do a design yeah. for Adidas and they'd ah. post them a drawing in the post. Yeah, it's it's like, like, let me fax you. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know some people from, you know, who were some of the most talented artists, yeah. painters I've ever met in my life who just kind of didn't make it anywhere because they didn't pick up yeah. the thing. Yeah, so... Yeah, the ones that didn't, like nowadays, I guess the equivalent is people who are good at social or not. But right. I they, don't know, there's always, every time I think that, or every time you think that, there's always somebody who seems to sort of break that mold and do it yeah. without social media. Or there are always people getting by, people doing really well with really small social media right. following. Right. Exactly. So, you know, suddenly that becomes, you know, Right, that becomes a sought-after thing. Yeah, then you, yeah, people will feel like they're discovering people right. more than them being exactly, around the yeah. internet. Yeah, you know, and, and word does spread, you know, uh, somewhere or another. And if 
you try to, you know, the best you can, like hopefully just, someone just will witness it. Best, yeah, you know, just someone will witness it, and then it leads to another thing. No, I think uh, that you know, there's the, there's people. You know, there's obviously way too many artists around. Yeah, we're, today we're oversaturated, it's, yeah. but there is always room for something great. Right. That's all people want is something new and great. So yeah. like, you could do that tomorrow. You know, it's like there's always. I don't buy the whole yeah. too many artists thing. Yeah, too many artists making forgettable work. That's what's happening. That's also yeah, and but that kind of makes it a bit better because yeah. you can really come in and be like, yeah, <laughs> if you can convince the neighborhood committee. Yeah, right. And, exactly. and but that's comprised of aunties and you know, mm. they've not never for been. Long, no, not they, for long. Right. COVID got. They're, <laughs> they're getting younger and younger. You know, it's just. Uh, but it's true but that is a good point because like now CEOs of companies are like our generation that's what I'm saying so there's more and more we're speaking to generational people no it it, because you know that that is a big thing a lot like you know it's just I'm not I'm no judge but like like I can tell most people where things came from you know like a cargo pocket I know where that came from yeah you know I, I know where did it come from well, it came from um, skateboarding, right. you know, the white t-shirt craze of 1991, yeah. the cutoff, you know, ravers were still stuck on, yeah, on the yeah. wide-legged thing of the New Deal pants for way too long, yeah. striped polo shirts, like, like we were there mm. when, it, when it emerged in youth culture, yeah. you know, and so it's cute that you don't know, yeah. and, but if you're of a certain age, you should know. And so I'm, I'm really like defensive about all the subcultures that I've been a part of, yeah. because like it was blood, sweat, and tears to, to, to participate to get them to propagate. Mm. And so when it's just cheaply, oh, it's just a look, you know, no, we're just using that look. It's like, yeah, we fought for that look, you know, <laughs> we got in fights over that look. And I don't want to be like a bitter. Yeah, yeah. M- almost middle-aged man but like there, yeah. there's something in the thing about really you, you know knowing certain things roots you know whether it's uh, uh, a look or a hat or a style or you know like it's I, I think that's important yeah that seems like I'm really aging now I don't know yeah. I Are sort you, of there's parts of me that definitely agree with like what you're saying but Things don't move forward until there's somebody that really just doesn't give a shit. Also true. That's, you know. So appropriate all you want. Take it. It's really Make hard it because, I don't know, like, it's corny, but like, I've always listened to hip hop, you know, it's always been That's on very my corny, radio. though. You're on record now. You like hip hop music? I do. <laughs> I can't get away from it. I'm so, I am a child of the 90s, you yeah. know, I mean, it, that was what I was into. But it's always stayed on my radar, but you know, that. It's the same for that. Right. Basically. Yeah. As well. Now I'm busting your balls. Like, I'm an early 90s hip hop kid too. Look, look. Yeah. You know, it's, this is all this all that shit. These are the records I moved to the US with. Yeah. yeah. You brought them with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. 60 records at a time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's that motivation. It's, it's when we were in the thick of it. Young yeah. kids, like, you know, catching a tag, stealing a can, cutting the lining of our jacket, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's the romantic stuff, and that's the era I'm talking about. Like today, everything's so accessible. Yeah, but it's a, you know, but yeah, they're, they're similar because the, the hip hip hop people say the same thing. You know, rappers today, like I don't know any Biggie lyrics or Tupac lyrics. I, yeah, I don't like Tupac. I don't know any of that stuff. Don't know who Grandmaster Flash is. Right. But they're still making the popular music of today that the kids all love. Yeah, and I'm still with a lot of it too. To be honest, it's hard to argue because if they were still trying to make music like Biggie, then you wouldn't have some of the new stuff. Right, exactly. We just obviously had a big moment in time there where hip hop really was really just terrible. Yeah. You know, with the Nellies and the, you yeah, know, yeah, all of that. The, the nursery rhymes. Early 2000s, shit. like, where right. it just was like un- unrecognizable yeah. for quite a long time. Yeah. I think the world was more listening to more electronic music. Right. I don't know what was going on. MGMT, there, man. MGMT. Let's right. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, so it's 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 all. It's come back now. Yeah, yeah. It's I think the two thousand was were weird in general, <laughs> across the board. Yeah. Like Justin it, Timberlake. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of Timberland. That was pretty good. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, funny shit. Yeah. So, um, so you're here now. You're you're here for a minute. We're just here hanging out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I I have to swing by and check out your spot. Yeah, you should come come down. I don't know, just sort of yeah. Just hanging out. Dale's busy doing lots of different stuff. Dig it, man. Anything uh, coming up that's exciting for you? Yeah, I've got a few things coming up. I'm sort of in that stage where. I've been working on a couple of big things for quite a long time now. Right. Saw the Fendi thing. Oh yeah. That's a big up. That was a big. That up. was that's hard. That's, that's a, a hard spot now. to get. Yeah. That's like major major collaboration right there. Yeah, that was quite a long time now. I think that was kind of the beginning of. Uh, I mean, I'd obviously done commercial stuff before then, but it was sort of the biggest job that I'd had. Yeah. That what time. year was that? 2019 it came in. nice that's still recent recent history yeah. that's that's a big that's a big uh big getting up and know? i did it 2018 it was just yeah. one of those magic yeah. emails and it looks I, great i just got a message one day yeah. it was like a friday evening rainy evening yeah. in my studio from sylvia fendi yeah just a dm bananas like hey we want to do a collaboration can you come to rome tomorrow and i was like tomorrow uh, yeah yeah I was like, sure, like it's literally 5.30, dark outside, cold, raining. I'm like thinking what I'm going to cook for dinner, like yeah. what I'm going to do, like not thinking yeah. I'm going to go. Should to I take a shit now or hold it so I really yeah. have to shit? <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm going to be going to Rome in the, in the morning. Yeah. Actually, Bananas, it turned man. out that the Rome, I didn't go to Rome, but I did do all of that work on, over the weekend. No shit. And I gave everything on Monday. And wow. they like asked for like a certain, It was that short notice? Yeah. That's unheard of. Well, they'd asked for a certain number of images. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to give them so much more. Like, I'm yeah. going to go in. I'm yeah. just going to do like... Were, were they trying to work off of photographs or illustrations? No, no, illustrations. Like vector illustrations. Yeah. They just wanted a couple of logos or a logo that they could maybe put on some bags or whatever. It looked great, there. man. So yeah. I just went in and I did yeah. patterns and those just went yeah. in. And then, they, then obviously they were like, oh, we'll have like... And then you stuff. expand the deal. No, well, it was per image, right? So right. I was like, great, if they want to buy two images, hopefully they'll buy four or yeah, you know, yeah, who knows, yeah. or five or whatever. Right. So they bought a whole load of stuff and then didn't just... Didn't was it buyout or did you license yeah, it? Yeah, it was buyout. It was the only way they wanted to do it. So for me, it was just makes it easier as well. You know? Right. You so could, I was just like, time went by, ages went by, and they were like, oh, can, can you come to the head office to do some... We're going to do some of your designs. You can paint them onto some large canvas so we can have them in the archive. Oh, yes, I can, yeah. I was like, yeah, go to the head office. I'd been there once before briefly. Right. We went there to do some painting. And as I'm there, people are like, oh, we love the collection. No, it looks... It's, collection? It's, what? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. I was oh. thinking maybe at this stage, they'd, they'd, I didn't know. They, it yeah. wasn't like, we want your work for this. It was uh -huh. like, they just want to buy out stuff. the work. And I thought, and oh, maybe they'll make a bag or a sweatshirt. Or yeah. that would be fun or a thing. They want to play with it. So no you didn't idea. know what the usage was no, when you delivered the... No, because it was a buyout. The they could do whatever they wanted. Right, yeah. I didn't know. I just thought they would just buy, make, like do a postcard and a t-shirt or something. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone there to do the thing. People are telling me nice collection and stuff. And I was just thinking, what are you... So I was like, oh, this time, can you go and meet Sylvia up in the office and we'll show you like what we've done. So I'm like taking a break from painting in right. the yard of the head office. And you know, that's that's when you find out there's a paint, whole collection? You know, like covered in paint like everywhere. And I go and I wow. sit in Sylvia's office and we chat and she's like, yeah, this is the head designer and uh -huh. she's going to take you through. And I went into, I opened the door and it was like a room like this. And wow. it was like menswear women's wear children's wear accessories like jackets bags coats shoes like everything it's bananas prints dresses like fluoro puff were you jackets, happy to like, see it or were you like i should have asked for a little more i was like i couldn't believe i couldn't yeah. believe it i was just like spinning out like, I'm, I'm, I, i was yeah. spinning out i was just like this is like i didn't even i just thought maybe a sweatshirt or a bag right. or I didn't a little know, something was actually yeah. a fendi baguette like a whole beaded thing yeah. like a I mean, you name it. I couldn't. I, I, it was just like. Yeah, it was their. What well, it was their whole collection. It was was it like spring, thing. summer, or like fall, winter? No, it was like a resort thing. It was nothing for them. It was okay. Nothing. It was just yeah. like a mid-season little. Okay. Hey, let's do a fun thing. Man, I just looked at it a couple hours ago. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. I, they they, 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 they uh, whole, applied yeah. it in, in in a really nice, lovely way. Yeah. All the work. I it think you're very psyched to, to have that. I was psyched. I mean, I'm. I would do it very differently now. Right. But there was something about the kind of 
naivety in it that really worked, I right. think, for them and for me, because I didn't overthink it too much. Right. I was just like, oh, you want a bit of this? Like, yeah. Even though, despite that, I had worked in the fashion industry. Like, that's before I, I was doing my art full time. I was a, an art director. I had my own creative agency and we worked just for fashion brands. So okay. I was quite savvy to the whole thing by right. that point. That's good. So, you know, usage and like, you so know, I all that. I knew about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I knew yeah. what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I'd heard of a lot of the people. Like, I knew right. the whole thing. But if I got that opportunity now, yeah. even after having worked you know, six, seven years before that, and it was right. 10 years before yeah. that. I would still do it very differently now. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sort of happy that it happened as it did when oh, it yeah, did. Because no, it was just a moment, and then it was just, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's a big one, that one. That's yeah. a big one. That's a random big one that it's, you, you never know how, how, how you attracted it. No. You know, maybe she was walking somewhere and saw a piece and like, oh. I had done a piece for them. Mm -hmm. earlier that year or the year okay. before they did an event in London in like the Banksy graffiti tunnel right and a few there were like six or seven artists were doing pieces for the event right so they had seen my, I did this right. piece that was like a Fendi and then another Fendi upside down yeah it was I kind saw of very it. graphic yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they so that I did that but yeah. I mean it wasn't like there was any conversation right, in between yeah. or like whoa we really like yeah. what you did I was and now that's like, turned up it was just then I get a message like seven months later. Yeah. You know, love it, man. I, I love those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Big up. And, and, you know, you're part of that historical record there yeah. with that uh, house. So It is. And nice. it, was the, it was one of the last things that, um, what's his name, signed off on uh, uh, the Chanel guy. German designer. With the, uh, oh, Karl Lagerfeld. Lagerfeld. Yeah, Karl Lagerfeld. Because yeah, he yeah. sadly died... Uh, just as just as it had come no out. No shit. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but the weekend I was there, he was there. I didn't get yeah. to meet him. Yeah. But it was yeah. one of the last things that he actually signed off on. Amazing. Yeah. So that was great. I mean, yeah. we literally. So no matter what happens in the whole way. I, I, you know, I got the I got the check mark from Lagerfeld, homie. What you got? He said my name. Yeah, I know that. That's something. You know, like he, that, you know, he right. said he was that, aware so that you know this is we're going forward with this. Yeah. Sure. That's fun, man. <laughs> It's fantastic. And this that's the thing I love from where we got started mm. to like now. We couldn't have this is no. this was all impossible. And I think some of us move with that energy still, which yeah. is like you know, we're we were just trying to pull a double outline or trying yeah. to get a straight line or like yeah. have a bubble letter that was okay. Yeah. You know, very insecure with the medium and you know, that part is very important I think yeah. rather than oh it's all ready to go just go to the fucking art store order yeah. some shit get, get 12 different tips you know that's what makes it different I feel and um, I think we're very lucky that the world caught up and saw saw in what we do something of value and yeah. now you know we're all kind of like okay yeah I think so I mean it's, it's like anything but I've always had that feeling that you know, I was always terrible at everything else. I wasn't great at the other subjects at school. Right. Art and design was always my main thing. So I, I knew that I had to do something in that field. Right. And obviously I did study design because, you know, when we were at that age, being a street artist or graffiti art wasn't a possibility. As a, no, it's an impossibility. As I would sit at my desk every day, I would watch my peers and friends start to actually travel and make a... Right living from it and it you know i always kind of knew that if you if i just carried on something yeah. would fucking happen yeah. i don't know what yeah but i i like i love this so much and i'm sort of feeling like something will happen if i just gotta carry on I right don't know what, yeah what will happen yeah. so when that when that fendi thing did happen i did find myself in rome after having seen it. i did have a moment of like i am just a kid from kilburn in northwest right. london like, i yeah. did just go to the local school like right. i I am just like a normal like right. I all I did was enjoy painting and like my love for going out on the weekend painting has brought me here and it's like you feel like you want to do one of those terrible posts like yeah. online like guys like just it, fucking do it just follow your <laughs> dream man you know like, like the Shia LaBeouf just do it just do it whatever it is know. just do it which I can't you know, yeah. you know obviously didn't but you know you have the all but I did have all of those feelings yeah. and like, that energy is then in, in <laughs> specifically you know in the work that came after it because you're just so energized like you know when you work on a wall or a painting the energy goes in into that yeah. thing and i think that then does something you know 
or at least you know you're less depressed or whatever and yeah. like it attracts things just because you feel a lot better about yourself yeah it's everything I mean, it's, now it's you just can't imagine not really it's like, right you know dope man yeah I think we got it yeah uh, last question yeah. Uh, pref ID is that prefer preferential ID or what are we talking about here no pref oh god pref so ID is my graffiti crew obviously okay those are my, my oh, yeah. those are my brothers my right. close friends those are my those are the really my friends in London who right. they invited me into their crew at a time kind of in 2000-ish or 99 99-ish and the crew was really a, a, like a, an amalgamation of kind of other misfits and buds from the graph scene that were kind of, a, all of our styles were completely different, which right. was really unusual for back then. Everyone had crew styles. We were just had a lot of fun, but they're still all my, my good friends today. Right. And so people call me Pref ID. It's like Pref ID or Pref ID. Right. And I should probably take it off, but I'm, no, I like it. I'm proud to always have that there because yeah. it's part of my, I wouldn't be where I am now without, those opportunities those guys gave me back right. then to sort of feel like part of something and right. feel like, you know, my my style and my voice had a was worth something really. Right. So I'm forever kind of grateful. So that's why I keep that there. And the pref thing was actually at school because you know, a lot of people have tags and they change and they kind of thing. Mine's been the same since pretty yeah. much the first time. So you never got caught under that name. I tried. No, I tried other things. I did switch names every now and then for tried other stuff but I always came back to it but it was prof with an O uh -huh. like professor obviously right so this but is maybe prefect so but the O's yeah. you know I was drawing it it's like the I O's knew it was short whack. for something O's yeah. are whack so I was like I'm just going to take the O out what can I put in instead and I've already worked out my kind of outline so it can't be too different so right. I'll just make it an E yeah just put a line down the O it's right. an E yeah. and I was like it's kind of good because it's not a thing you know it's right. kind of not a word right and pro professor to prefect, you know, it's Whatever. close. Yeah. But I'm not even saying it's prefect. No, no, it's yeah. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My man, yeah. great to see you. Tell uh, everyone where they can uh, find you online. So, yeah, just basically just Instagram underscore right. pref ID. No, pref underscore ID. That's right. And we'll put it in the footnotes. And then uh, your website is prefprefpref.com there you go you heard it here first yeah, no, man pref 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 I appreciate you coming by man Yo. man peace peace Later. boom that was pref ID hope you dug that got something out of that uh, very cool chap in it uh, so as always, you can find us on Instagram at happy, no fear. And I'm of course at the art of chase until next time. Bye-bye.